Hey guys, welcome back to It Is Finished. I'm Helena. And I'm Bethy. And we just want to start off giving a little explanation as to where we have been this whole time. Um, first things first is we were finishing up our sophomore year of college. So finals and things like that just had us pretty occupied. And then I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> Yeah, so um, after that, we did not intend to take such a long break. Um, it really just, we would try one week and things would just happen and pop up and we're not here to like make excuses, but really just let you guys know what's in the future for it is finished. Um, so first change or first adjustment, I guess, that we're going to make is that um our schedule, as you guys may or may not know, is every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, right? So we're still going to go by that, but we're not going to be so strict on having an episode out every week, every Monday. You know, now we're on summer break, so we will be having episodes out every Monday um, and every week. But when school was happening um, last semester, it was kind of hard for us. And we just want to put out more content that we are one, just feel so strongly about. We're not just going to really have any like Again, we like our ranting episodes, but more so now we're going to try to have episodes that have like an actual purpose and just be more structured with them. Yeah, so the way we're going to go about approaching this is each week we're going to have a quote-unquote episode leader. So one of us will come with a topic that we have been learning about through God, something that we feel strongly about, um, and just take over the episode, basically talk about what we've learned. And then the other person, you know, will jump in with whatever they have to say. And that's just how we're going to do it. Um, Instead of trying to like, come with a topic that we both want to talk about and do it together. Because we both learn different things at different times. So we just want to highlight those different things. Um, And this week, I will be leading the episode. Um, I chose to have this episode revolve around the book of Job. And this has been something that we've been trying to record for the longest. So I'm glad that we're finally doing it. Um, But the way I want to structure this episode is just to summarize like the main storyline because it is a pretty long book. And then just talk about the main points or main takeaways that we have. So just to start out, the book revolves around Job. He is the main character. And I don't want to say character as saying like the book isn't real, but just he is the main person in the story. Um, And Job is described from the very beginning as being um, as a man walking with God. Um, He is described as being blameless as much as a human can be. And yeah, so one day this happens in like the first couple chapters um, or the first chapter. God is... Well, Satan goes up to God, right? And they're in heaven and God is talking about how upright Job is. And Satan is talking about how, um, you know, you bless him, you give him the things that he needs in his life. He doesn't really go through many struggles. Of course, he's going to be walking with you because why wouldn't he? Um, And basically, he tried to make a bet with God, which sounds weird, but whatever, that he, that if he um, did anything to Job, 
then Job would turn against God. So Satan asks God, let me do this. Let me give him sickness. Let me take away his family. Let me destroy his um, land and things like that. And then we'll see if he really stays walking with you. And God gives him permission, but he says you cannot kill him. He gives him some limitations, right? And we'll get into that later. So um, all of these things happen to Job. All of these things get taken away from him, his family, his land. Um, he ends up with some type of skin sickness thing. And in the beginning, yes, Job is struggling, but he still praises God, even though his wife tells him not to. But then later on, things change and he starts to question everything. He starts to question his own existence, starts to question God's um, justice, starts to question everything. And his friends, he has like three of them, um, Eliphaz, Boaz, and so far, I think. Um, and they all try to give explanations as to what's going on because they're confused. <laughs> if he's a good person, quote unquote, good person, why are these things happening to him? Now, I just want to talk about what their different perspectives were because Job and his friends had differing viewpoints on their explanations as to what was going on. So Job argued that he was innocent. And because he was innocent, then he, God isn't punishing him off of justice. So that means God doesn't run the world according to justice. So God is not just. That was his conclusion. Um, on the other hand, his friends believed that God is just. And since God is just, everything that happens in the world is God providing justice. So that means that Job must have sinned. Job must have done something wrong that caused these things to happen. And a lot of the book is really just like an emotional, like Job just being super emotional and screaming out like poetically. Um, and in chapter 31, verse 35, he says, I saw in my defense, let the almighty answer me. He's basically demanding an explanation from God as to why these things are happening to him. And in 38, eight up until 41 god gives him a response he basically takes him on like a tour of the universe and he shows him all these different aspects of the world and says were you here when i created this do you know how this works he showed him these two beasts um and said are they going to speak calmly to you are they can they make a covenant with you can you go up and pet them basically just showing job firsthand like how little he knows about the universe, which makes sense because he wasn't there when it was created, which was God's point. Um, and the whole purpose of him doing this was, it's not just to rub it in his face, like, haha, you don't know anything, but it's just saying, if you're making these claims about God's justice or his character, then it's assumed that you're in a place to make that judgment. Um, because you should know what you're talking about when it comes to these things. But clearly Job doesn't. And it's not just Job, but it's humans in general. Um, so we can't make those types of assumptions on God's character, but instead we have to trust what he tells us and shows us. Um, because those two claims that were made by Job and his friends about whether God is just or not, whether Job must have done something bad or not, those are very black and white. Um, and there's no way that it's that simple. There's no way that it's just either those two, because that's just not how the world works. There are so many different factors that go into how this world is run. Um, and I feel like you can see that in your everyday lives because 
not everyone is walking with God. I don't know how else to say it, but like things are just not like that. Yeah. And before you continue, um, I just wanted to say that like, it's also, like you said, it's, it is um, what they said was more of like a black and white thing, but it is also another like thing that plays a role into it is their definition of just versus God's definition of just. And I think that's what, also another thing he was trying to prove by like telling him all these things is like really, like you said, is just to prove that he's like much greater than he is. So both of their definitions are not in the line because one is God and one is a human being. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's no way our mentality, I guess, on things can ever perfectly align with God. One, because we have our flesh that kind of alters things. And two, we're just not God. Um, but like she said, there are different forms of justice. And just because we suffer doesn't mean like it's a punishment. And we've talked about this before. Um, the fact that we even have Jesus to like cover our sins, that's not even justice, but it's just like, I was going to say that's just, but it's low-key not even justice because we don't deserve it. But at the end of the day, I guess it's justice for walking with, like for accepting Jesus into your life, I guess, whatever. Um, and we look at like, if we go through some hardships, then that's a punishment, but it's really not. And we had talked about it before in our probably multiple episodes, but the one that sticks out is the James, like the James Bible study, because it talks about how God doesn't test us. But if we go through hardships, it's for spiritual maturity. Um, so if anything is benefiting us, even though it's hard to see in that moment, but yeah. Okay. So now that we kind of just talked about what happened in the book, um, let's move on to like our key takeaways. So first thing for me, well, the moral of the book as a whole basically is just to trust God and kind of like know your place. If I know that sounds like, but I mean, in a good way, like just know your place as a human. Um, there are so many different things that we can't see. Like, I don't even know what type of creatures are out there. Did. Um, this sounds kind of scary, but it's not like angels, things like that, you know? Um, but as humans, we have to realize like we are towards the bottom in like the spiritual realm. We don't see that much just at the basic level, you know? Um, we truly do not know how this universe works. I'm sure scientists, physicists, whatever, chemists believe that they have an understanding of how things work, how things are formed, things like that. But at the end of the day, we truly don't. Um, we literally know as much as God has allowed us to know about the world. Um, and it's a very small percentage of what it actually is. Um, so at the end of the day, we really can't assume these things about God. We can't try to come to conclusions just based off of our own like logical thinking because we don't have the capabilities to do that. Like we don't have the knowledge to do that. Like God literally gave Job a tour of his lack of knowledge, like literally showed him how little he knows. And he could literally take every single human on this earth and give him them the same tour and they would not know more than Job knew. 
Yeah, and I also think that um, another truth that we just have to walk by is if you believe that God is good, then you have to believe that he will tell you what you need to know. Everything that is necessary for you to know, he will tell you. And if you don't know, like if you want to know more, ask and seek. But if things aren't just meant for you to know, then they're not meant for you to know. And you have to believe that that's the best. You know what I'm saying? But again, don't shy away from asking just because you think that if it's not clear as day, um, then he just doesn't want you to know. Don't Mm -hmm. like refrain from seeking and asking. But even after that, if you don't get anything, that's also perfectly fine. Yeah, I think it mostly comes down to just humbling ourselves and realizing like we're not meant to know everything and that's okay because at the end of the day, this lifetime that we have on this earth is limited, but then we have our afterlife and then we have eternity to learn as much as we can. I mean, it's eternity. It's hard to grasp that it's like forever and ever and ever. Um, Also, this is also not to say to like just accept that you don't know things and then just not seek, like she said, because the more you seek, the more you will know. he's not just going to reveal things to you if you just like are kind of iffy and just don't really care. Um, But yeah, seek literally with everything that's in you. And if you do that and still don't receive as much, then just accept that. Yeah. You're not really supposed to know at this point. Maybe you'll, maybe he'll show you in the future. There could be so many different factors that you can't see as to why you're not learning something at a specific time. And talking now, I kind of want to talk about like the suffering aspect of the story Um, and the fact that Satan believed that if Job struggled more, he would turn against God. Um, And in my head, that like theory kind of makes sense because I feel like a lot of people think, you know, if your life is super easy, if you're not really going through hardships, it's a lot easier to walk with God because you're not, you have less room to question his goodness, I guess. But if you struggle with things, then you're more likely to question like, why are you doing this to me? All of those things, all of the, all of the things that Job asked, asked when he was going through those things. Um, I feel like most people would in times of struggle. Um, but I think we have to realize not everyone is meant to go through the same struggles and not everyone is meant to go through the same level of struggle. Um, um, We can see that with like our lives now. Um, If you're trying to be a doctor, you're going to go for a major in the STEM field, most likely. Um, And then you're going to go to med school. If you want to be an accountant or something, you're probably just going to get your bachelor's in business and accounting. Um, Those are two completely different paths, two completely different levels of training, two completely different intensities, two completely different struggles. Um, I'm not saying that business and accounting isn't hard, but I'm pretty sure like chemistry or biochem and then med school is a lot harder. Um, But at the end of the day, not everyone is meant to be a doctor and not everyone is meant to be an accountant. That's not everyone's purpose. But you have that purpose 
And then you have to go through those things to get to that point. Um, and it's kind of the same thing we've talked about before, how every Christian makes up a part, makes up the body of Christ. We're all a single part. Um, and we all have different functions within that body. So obviously, if we have different functions, different roles, we're not going to go through the same things. And that's perfectly fine. Um, those that struggle more need to be matured more. And there are so many other factors that go into it too, because maybe you have generational curses that need to be broken. So you have to go through certain things or you struggled with something when you were younger that you didn't even realize was a sin or didn't even realize what it was doing to you. And then you have to go through some things to break that too. Um, because breaking those types of chains and breaking cycles like that is extremely hard and it's not going to happen off of nothing. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I want to say. About that. Yeah. Um, just going off of what you said in the beginning, um, how Satan was saying that, well, was implying pretty much that if he were to go through struggles, he would most likely, um, turn against God. And like you said, we see that pattern so much throughout our lives, right? And I could even say that I, like, during times where something just has gone wrong, instead of turning to God, I turn away from God, right? And um, what was I going to say? A lot of people, there's a misconception that among, like, believers that Christianity is easy, when in reality, Jesus actually promises tribulation, right? He promises us um, trials and just struggles. The world will hate you. All these things that you would think like, would mean that we would turn against God. When in reality, that's what makes it so hard. Is that through the struggles, through the waiting time, through the confusion, through the hard times, right? It's those times that we are supposed to turn to God and follow him, right? And praise him. So um, that misconception clearly came from the devil, right? Um, because he was the one that started with that in general. But um, yeah, Christianity is not easy. And I don't know, that was just something that made me think about um, this from Job's life. Another thing that I found interesting while reading this book, um, when Job was crying out to God and asking him for answers, he, whether you realize it or not, like actually so many things in the Old Testament, pretty much the whole Old Testament actually, um, really just points to Jesus. Like the whole Old Testament is foreshadowing to the New Testament, um, which is why I feel like we should really look into the, like dive into the Old Testament more with these upcoming episodes. But he's calling out to God, asking for explanations, asking for that communication, you know, like direct line of communication. Little did he know he was literally asking for Jesus. He was asking for that mediator between the two. Um, and while he was able to have that line of communication with God, that's not something that's, it's not easy, you know? It's not as accessible as literally just having that mediator between the two, um, which is Jesus. And I just think that we have to realize how lucky we are to have him the way we do now. Um, and I don't want to come for other religions, but I feel like we said this before, other religions, they're 
is no mediator. There's no direct line of communication. God is just God and he's there all the way out there, right? Um, but with Christianity, that's lit. Like it's a friendship, it's a relationship, and there's no relationship if you can't talk to the person, um, which is why I don't really understand other religions as well. Um, because how how do you have that <laughs> relationship? But that's why it's also not other religions is not like based off of relationship. It's based off of just following rules, I guess. Um, but that's not what Christianity is. And although it's extremely hard that's what makes it it's doable like we can do it because he gave us the capabilities of doing so through jesus and we're really lucky for that um, and also about jesus well everything literally is about jesus but um he's asking for that mediator and little does he know that mediator comes later but he goes through all of this suffering, all of this suffering that he's questioning right now about why, why is this happening to me? The one being that can, that is God, right? But can connect him to the father, went through worse and he was sinless. He didn't, he did absolutely nothing um, against God. He is God, obviously. He didn't do anything to deserve that, right? It's not like a matter of deserving, like he did something wrong, you know? So I feel like, again, if he had, if he was in our time, maybe it would be easier for him to understand. Um, it's not because you did something wrong. Like if Jesus didn't go through that suffering, he wouldn't be who he is. Um, he wouldn't have been able to do what he did for us. Like that's just how it is. And his friends wouldn't have said, oh, you must have done something wrong if you're going through these sufferings because are you going to say that about Jesus who was sinless? Mm -hmm. No, you're not. So it's just really interesting to see like how different it is once Jesus came into the picture, like on earth. It's just so wild. But yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that um, that's why it's so important to talk about just Jesus's life here on earth as like our example because at the end of the day, he kind of proved what the kingdom of God is based off of. And while it is just, right, because if you do sin and you don't believe in Jesus, you will pay the wages of sin or death, right? But at the same time, there's love and grace, and that's where Jesus comes in. So there's so many different aspects of God's kingdom that like are really the foundation of his kingdom that we see through Jesus, right? Because God is just. We see Jesus paid that, right? Um, sinless son of God came here and paid and died the wages of sin or death. And he did that for us because he loved us. Um, so I think that's also an important aspect. It's right. And I think the last um, thing I want to talk about, um, well, actually maybe last two, but it's kind of quick. First of all is the friends aspect of the story. And I don't think you can read the book and then not think about like the lesson that comes with friendship um, because these are three of his friends. Like they're pretty close friends. They stayed with him during this whole time and listened to everything that he had to say, all of the, um, and keep in mind, like this book is full of like long winded, I guess like poems you can call it, but just of Job like lamenting and just like really spewing out his emotions 
<clears throat> and despite them being very good friends, they gave him terrible advice. Like they gave him terrible um, explanations for things, which I'm, I'm not saying that obviously they're not like bad people for it. That's literally, that's just what they thought. Um, and I mean, they thought they were right, but there's two sides to this thing. One is like, you really can't rely on other people to tell you about the kingdom of God. Like I would prefer to get that from God. Um, I mean, obviously some people can teach you things, but you also have to like fact check it yourself because they could be wrong. You know, they're just human. You can't, the big picture honestly is you can't really rely on humans that much. Like you can't put all your hopes and like just everything into a person because at the end of the day, they're just a person. They can't do anything more than you can do. They can't um, restore you the way that God can because they didn't create you. So they don't know. They just don't know, you know? And I'm saying they because it's literally us humans. It's including myself. Um, On the other hand is don't try to teach someone things about God's kingdom or like, yeah, don't try to teach someone things about God's kingdom if you're not sure or even if you are sure just really make sure that you're correct because um you're you can literally be steering them off of the right path and in their walk with Jesus and that's really sad and your punishment could be worse than it would already be if you're false teaching um and the last thing um well, before I get to that last thing, one other quick thing um, is everything that happens in your life has a purpose, right? And there is an explanation for it, but you don't always have that explanation yourself. God has that explanation. So there's not, you're never going to be able to explain everything that happens in your life. I know some people believe like every single thing happens for a reason and that's true, but you shouldn't drive yourself crazy trying to figure out what those reasons are because you're not going to be able to. Um, There are so many different things that factor into what happens to us on this earth that we can't see, different things in heaven, different things, demons on this earth that we can't see with our visual eyes, Um, people that affect us literally that we don't even know could be trickling down, things from people generations above us and our family that we never met, but those things can be trickling down to us. Um, So don't drive yourself crazy trying to figure out like what's going on. Just like try to accept things. Obviously try to ask God like for clarity, but just know you're not going to be able to explain everything. Um, But last thing, and probably one of the biggest lessons that we can take away from this book is if we go back to the first chapter where Satan asks God, um, the fact, okay, just the fact that he had to ask God, right, to um, do anything to Job, that's one thing. And then God said, gave him permission not to be cruel, but for his reasons, he cannot kill him. He gave him limitations as to what he could do. And I just think it's crazy because people look at Christianity as just like following this rule thing and 
you know, you believe in God and blah, 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 but there's not really much that you get out of it besides like the thought of going to heaven. But something that we have to recognize is as people walking with God or as his children, we inherit things that we definitely need, not even just after we die, but like living on this earth. As his children, we have Jesus's blood covering us, right? So Satan can't touch us. Like, that's just not how it works. Um, if anything, that just proves God is in control of literally everything Satan has to ask, right? So if you're going through struggles, it's because God is allowing it to happen and he is doing it for you. You just don't know that purpose yet. But even with the little power that God allows him to have, it's still very limited. But, and you can be thinking, yes, that's great, but you can't, this can't be said for people that aren't walking with God. And it really, it sucks, yes, but that's just how it is. Um, if that wasn't the case, then what would be the difference between Christians and non-Christians? And that's not to say that Christians are better than non-Christians, but it's just the fact that comes with being a Christian, like you have the blood of Jesus covering you. Um, but if you don't, then you're, Satan doesn't really have to ask permission be, from God because you're not walking with him. He's not, you don't have that protection over you. Um, and it's a lot more of an easy, it's like the easy, like, yes, I can, I can get this. I can do this. I can be in their life and change things. Um, and some of the spiritual things that people will be partaking in, like with crystals and certain forms of meditation, just weird stuff like that. It's not even just like make you an easy target, but it's, you're literally calling Satan to you. Like you're calling those things towards you. So not only do you not have that protection, but you're literally like asking him to like come into your life at that point. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's kind of crazy how, especially in this world, and I think I've just always grown up with this idea that it's always like good versus evil or Satan versus um, God. When in reality, we see clearly right here, um, it's God that's, always been above Satan um, and he's below him. It's never them two fighting. It's more so again, like we see here, um, God allowing for things to happen. Never do we see, even in our eyes, when we see things as bad, God sees that as good, right? Unless it's literally like things that go against him, you know? Mm -hmm. You always wanna see if it goes or if it aligns with him and his word. So that's what I would say before anything, because just because again, something happens, um, always bring it up to God. It doesn't mean like you're going through a struggle, God allowed it to happen, he wants you to suffer, da, da, da. While all of that suffering brings forth um, spiritual maturity, you can also cast your cares. It doesn't mean you. he wants you to suffer, even if that made something good at the end, it also means that he, because you're so close to him, right, or you need to get close with him so that you can cast your cares, like he says, cast your worries, like he says, do not fear, like he says, um, through your intimate and close relationship. Another thing I want to say is that if you do not, if you're not a follower of Christ, and if you do not have the blood of Jesus around you, it doesn't mean God doesn't care about you. He's literally seeking after you 24-7. So you always have the, that ability to go and seek a relationship after him and allow for his blood to cover you another thing is you're you're always his child no matter what all of us are his child whether we know it or not the difference between a believer is 
the believer knows he's a child of God, right? And because he knows he's accepted Jesus into his life, whereas the non-believer doesn't know he's a child of God or doesn't know God enough to know that he's his father. So um, it's not saying that God favors, like Helena said, that we're better. It's more so we just know. And if you hear this and you're hearing this, this is your wake up call to know that Jesus died for everyone, not only believers, right? Not only specific people, he died for every single person and that blood can cover every single person. That was the intention behind it in the first place is to cover the sins of the whole world. It doesn't say in the Bible specific people, but it says the world. That includes every single person. Um, with that being said, I think that was the perfect way to close out a wake up call. Yes. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, take a look at what we just said and please consider it. Um, we hope you guys really enjoyed this week's episode. Sorry for the long wait, but at least we're back. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to speak to us about anything, prayer requests, literally anything. Our Instagram and TikTok is at itisfinishedpodcast. Our email is itisfinishedpod at gmail.com. Don't hesitate, please. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.